0: It's Wednesday, October 2nd. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the U.S. State Department and why it's getting pulled into Congress's big impeachment inquiry into the president. Then, a senior engineer at Boeing is claiming the company nixed a proposed safety system that might have helped prevent a pair of deadly crashes over the last year. And finally, researchers may have found a new use for the scum of the earth. Pond scum, that is. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by John Hancock. They have over 150 years of financial expertise to help you plan for the future. We have 10 minutes to give you the news. The most complicated story today is about the fresh drama between the U.S. State Department and Congress as House Democrats accelerate their big impeachment inquiry into the president. So we're going to get into why the State Department is getting dragged into the drama in Washington, how the department is pushing back against House Dems, and how lawmakers are responding. Quick recap. Last week, the White House released a transcript showing Trump asking Ukraine's president for a favor. Actually, a couple of favors. But the main one was to help his personal lawyer, and the U.S. Attorney General dig up dirt on former VP Joe Biden. According to a whistleblower, the White House tried to conceal the contents of the call and then tried to make it seem like the whole thing was NBD. Now, more people are coming out and talking about it, including Secretary of State Mike Pompeo today. As for was I on the phone call, I was on the phone call. When asked whether the call we now know he was listening to raised any red flags, Pompeo dodged, but either way, the fact that he was listening in now makes him a key witness as Democrats look into the president's actions. The State Department's been wrapped up in this story in other ways, too, in part because of some comments by Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer. It turns out that Giuliani's been pretty active in the past few months on the whole getting dirt on Joe Biden thing, going so far as flying to meet personally with advisors to Ukraine's president, which has raised all sorts of questions like, whether Trump was misusing his office by sending his personal lawyer to advance his personal interests. But Giuliani's pushed back on those allegations, saying, You know who sent me to talk to foreign officials? The U.S. State Department. Here he was on CBS over the weekend in an interview with Margaret Brennan. Who I that? did not do this on my own. I did it at the request of the State Department. And I have all of the text messages to prove it. And I also have a thank you from them for doing a good job. Giuliani has said a man named Kurt Volker, the US Special Envoy for Ukraine, was the one who put him in touch with Ukraine. Whether or not that's true, Volker's now a former diplomat. Last Friday, Volker abruptly resigned. Poof, nothing to see here. So what are Democrats in Congress doing with all of this? Turns out, a lot. Remember, The House of Representatives, which is run by Democrats, is investigating whether to impeach President Trump. One first step was to subpoena Giuliani, which House Dems have already done. Check. Before, it looked like the dynamic between the White House and Congress was the main one to watch. But now, the State Department is getting dragged into the impeachment inquiry big time. Last week, House Dems subpoenaed Secretary Pompeo for documents related to their Ukraine investigation. They also said they'd made appointments for five different State Department officials to come in for a chat, or technically depositions, to share what they know. And now the State Department is fighting back. Yesterday, Pompeo wrote a letter accusing Democrats of trying to intimidate these State Department officials. He said the Democratic committees were trying to give the executive branch of the government the runaround by having people come in for depositions without giving them enough time to talk to their personal lawyers or State Department lawyers first. So Pompeo's saying, I'm just trying to protect State Department diplomats from Democrats who want to quote, bully them. But some House Democrats say it's the other way around, that Pompeo's letter was an attempt to intimidate these diplomats into not complying. We don't know whether that's the case or not, but we do know one thing, that the White House has been outright refusing for a while now to comply with a lot of orders coming from House Democrats. Everything from turning over Trump's tax returns or explaining why Trump's son-in-law got a security clearance. So it's possible they could do that again here. What could Democrats do if that happens? They could try holding administration officials in contempt of Congress. Which sounds bad. Theoretically, it could mean federal prosecutors bring actual charges. But those prosecutors report to the Justice Department led by a Trump appointee. So it seems unlikely that they're jonesing to do that. In any case, House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff said today, we've got another move here, that instead of threatening contempt, we'll treat any stonewalling as evidence in our impeachment investigation. Any effort by the secretary, by the president, or anyone else to interfere with the Congress's ability to call before it relevant witnesses will be considered as evidence of obstruction of the lawful functions of Congress. So what's the skim? Some parts of the government, like the White House, seem happy to do battle with Congress over impeachment. But The Washington Post reported today that diplomats at the State Department are worried they're getting caught up in political drama they don't want to be a part of. One person who could be feeling that squeeze is the State Department Inspector General. He's kind of like your Toby from The Office— He's a State Department watchdog who, we should say, was appointed to the gig by President Obama. He told House and Senate committees that he wanted to pay a, quote, urgent visit today to brief staffers about documents related to the State Department and Ukraine. But we don't know what he said in that closed-door briefing or what he thinks of all this drama. So, intrigue. Act two begins tomorrow when the former special envoy to Ukraine, Kurt Volker, the guy who just left his job on Friday, testifies before the House Intelligence Committee despite Pompeo's best efforts to stop State Department people from going. So buckle up, because we're just getting started. Coming up, a corporate whistleblower is suggesting Boeing may have been able to prevent fatal crashes involving its 737 MAX plane, if it wasn't so focused on saving money. After the break. At Skim This, we're here to help you get ahead of the curve. We'll give you what you need to know today, so you're ready for tomorrow and maybe for years to come. Preparing for tomorrow also means thinking about your financial future, retirement and life insurance, here and now, even if you don't think it's time to start, even if you have no idea where to begin. That's why we're partnering with John Hancock to help you figure it all out. Together, we're making it easier to live smarter, plan smarter, and face the future, whatever that looks like for you. Go to theskim.com forward slash future to learn more. If you feel like you're hearing a lot about whistleblowers recently, you're not wrong. Here's a new one. His name is Curtis Eubank, and he's a senior engineer at Boeing, the airplane manufacturer. Apparently, Eubank filed a formal internal ethics complaint earlier this year, saying the company had taken shortcuts when it comes to safety to save money. You might remember that in the last year, two Boeing 737 MAX 8 airplanes crashed, killing 346 people. Both planes nosedive soon after taking off due to a glitch in the automatic safety system. After the second crash, all the MAX 8 models were grounded. That was six months ago. And investigations have been launched by the Justice Department, Transportation Department, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and committees in the House and Senate. Since then, there have been reports of former and current Boeing employees privately discussing problems with both the design and management of the planes. And today, the New York Times and the Seattle Times reported on a complaint Boeing sent to the Justice Department, in which Eubank claimed the company prioritized profits over safety, specifically when it came to the 737 MAX planes. You see, as he was working on the cockpit systems, Eubank said his team wanted to add new safety upgrades that might have stopped the automatic safety system we talked about earlier from being triggered. But according to this complaint, managers turned the team down, They said pilots would have to be retrained, which takes time and costs money. Eubank said this happened years ago, but that he waited to file this internal whistleblower complaint because he was scared of retaliation. Eubank left Boeing after constructing the 737 MAX, and now he's back. And there's a law called Sarbanes-Oxley that's supposed to protect whistleblowers who work at publicly traded companies, like Boeing. Today, a Boeing spokesman said that the company supports employees who raise these kinds of concerns. Apparently, Boeing's the one who handed Eubanks' complaint to the Justice Department in the first place. Meanwhile, the MAX 8 planes are still grounded. Boeing's CEO told Fortune Magazine recently they'll be back in action soon. The head of the FAA said back in August that that won't happen until he's sure the plane is safe. The FAA is not following any timeline for returning the aircraft to service. Rather, we're going where the facts lead us and diligently ensuring that all technology and training is is present and correct before the plane returns to passenger service. A survey from earlier this summer found that even if the planes do end up back in the skies, people plan to avoid flying on them for at least a year. So Boeing still got a lot on their plate to figure out. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact about algae. You know, the stuff you find floating at the top of lakes? Turns out, it has the capacity to do all kinds of things for the environment. Oil extracted and refined from algae can actually be turned into biodiesel, gasoline, or jet fuel. It can also be turned into a bioplastic and be 3D printed into everyday household items. One company even says it's created a prototype of an algae-based bioreactor that's 400 times better than trees at absorbing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So algae, not just the pond scum of the Earth, but maybe Earth's best friend. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening and be sure to hit subscribe so we're in your feed every weekday. Also, we love podcast reviews. So if you can, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review Skim This. And if you don't already, sign up for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, by heading over to theskim.com.